Hi, my name is Anna Kenny, and I'm the 2019 Shoals Marine Laboratory Communications Intern. I'm out on Appledore Island in the Isle of Shoals, just about eight miles off the coast of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Welcome to Sea Sustainable, a six-part series telling the story of the Sustainable Engineering Internship Program and the mission of sustainability at Shoals. Our remote island field station in the Gulf of Maine offers a unique opportunity for experiential learning in marine science. Sustainability and environmental stewardship are at the core of our mission, and for the last 15 years, the Sustainable Engineering Internship Program has employed undergraduate interns to advance the island's sustainable infrastructure. Over its 50-year history, Shoals Marine Lab has been a leading example for how to live sustainably. Here's how we do it. I'm standing on the porch of Layton House in the middle of a classic Shoals thunderstorm. The wind is blowing, thunder is clapping, and the rain is pouring down. We're so grateful for the rain here on Appledore. As I speak, the cisterns and rain catchment systems across the island are collecting this water to water our gardens, flush our toilets, power our showers, and fill our glasses. The average person on the mainland uses about 100 gallons of fresh water per day. But here at Shoals Marine Lab, we have worked to cut it back to just 20 gallons per day. Keep listening to hear about all things freshwater on Appledore. One of the most important parts of sustainability is evolving and planning ahead. Director of Operations Mike Rosen is quite well versed in the island's sustainable infrastructure, and he's watched it change over the years. Appledore's relationship with freshwater has always been a huge part of sustainability at Shoals Marine Lab, as it is a limited resource for us. But this year, our freshwater efforts expand from conservation to innovation. While we've worked to cut back on water usage, the introduction of a new reverse osmosis machine this summer is finally allowing us to make our own freshwater while taking advantage of our excess green energy to do it. In the past, the RO was only run in extremely dry seasons, and it was powered by diesel. But since this first machine was purchased, we've been working hard to cut back on our energy consumption, and in the face of climate change, with droughts likely to be more and more frequent, it is essential to think about how we can build a source of fresh water in a way that does not impact the environment. This new RO machine is the way to do it. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I was wondering to start off if you could just tell me a little bit about your background, um, what you do on the island, and how you got involved in Shoals. Sure, absolutely. Um, I was an undergraduate at the University of New Hampshire, studied biochemistry there. Uh, after college, I moved to the state of Colorado where I worked in uh, analytical chemistry laboratories. I started running water treatment facilities and wastewater treatment facilities in Colorado for cities and towns and campgrounds and small uh, educational facilities just like Shoals Marine Lab. And when um, my wife and I moved back to New Hampshire from Colorado in 2007, I took a position in the engineering department uh, at Shoals Marine Lab working for uh, Ross Hansen, who's our facilities director now, and 
one of the reasons that I was selected for the position was I had the licenses required to run drinking water treatment facilities. Awesome. So that's a little bit of my background and, and how I got here. Yeah, um, so you mentioned that you had like quite an extensive background, it sounds like, in um, water treatment and water management. But how is that different on a remote kind of place like Appledore? Um, what are the challenges of accessing fresh water in this situation? Yeah, you know, I think um, on Appledore, we're actually quite fortunate to have uh, as much fresh water as we do out here. Uh, we have a dug well on um, during rainy seasons. It supplies enough water to meet all of our needs. Um, you know, with that, our, our needs are low. We have a population of have a maximum of 100 people. Um, we use a maximum of 2,000 gallons of fresh water a day. So um, by the scale of larger communities, we don't demand a lot of water resources. Um, but I think the odd, you know, the challenging thing about Appledore is its, it's remote location and the scale of what we do, because it all is um, as complicated as um, providing these types of utilities for, for mainland utility use, um, but we've got a much smaller staff and a, a much uh, smaller campus. Right, so that's a challenge for sure. Um, I'm wondering too, I know a little bit about this reverse osmosis machine. Mm -hmm. That's generally used for when the well doesn't fall short or if it's a drier season? Yeah, so historically, um, Shoals Marina have had a, a much larger reverse osmosis water maker. Um, and it was purchased um, roughly 20, 25 years ago um, when the electrical consumption on this island was a lot higher. And so its proportional energy consumption wasn't a really big deal. Mm -hmm. out here but as we have worked as a as an institution to become more energy efficient mm -hmm. and get away from um, diesel powered generators as much as we can the the reverse osmosis became a a, a big power user mm -hmm. and, it, and it wasn't um, it wasn't a big power user that ran all the time like our saltwater pump does but right. it was one that we had to have resources and plates to power on those dry summers that we have every several years. Mm -hmm. um, so we, this year, um, purchased a smaller unit that is designed to be able to run off the inverters in our fairly new green energy systems. And, and more specifically, the hope with this reverse osmosis system is that we can use it um, during periods of excess green energy production so we're finding that there are times generally in the middle of the day when the sun is high in the sky that our battery systems are full and our our solar panels the photovoltaic panels um, have nowhere to put the energy that they're collecting so uh, one of our operating goals with this new smaller unit is to try and use it when excess power is available
One of the challenges of renewable energy at this time is limits to battery storage. On an ideal solar day, our solar panels produce more electricity than the batteries can store. But now we can use fresh water to fix that. SEI intern Valentine Starnes is working on a project to determine the optimal times to run our new RO machine so that it can make use of energy that would otherwise go to waste. Hi Val, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Valentine Starnes and I'm a rising junior at Cornell University and I'm here at Shoals as one of the engineering interns. Awesome. What do you study at Cornell? So I'm studying environmental engineering, so uh, that's why I was really excited to come work here at Shoals because all of the projects are super interesting in uh, renewable energies or uh, freshwater sources and things like that, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. What is your specific project and... How does it relate to the freshwater systems on the island? So my project I'm working on is about the reverse osmosis machine, and that's just a machine that turns salt water into freshwater. Um, so this assignment is to find whether the, uh, the machine can solely run off excess green energy. Um, currently, the groundwater well is the primary source of freshwater for the island, um, but in the case of dry, hot summers, the goal is to draw from the RO to relieve that stress. Uh, since the solar panels are limited by battery storage, this project will inform the engineers when to run the RO so that only lost energy is used. Um, so it's nice knowing that the freshwater source has a lower environmental impact, um, which adds to the show's sustainability goals. So what aspects of this project are designed to serve the mission of sustainability? Yeah, so... Due to the nature of just building a machine, it's going to have an environmental impact just from the production. Um, but the great thing about this project is that it will only be runoff energy from the solar panels that otherwise is not used during the day because the batteries are already completely charged. Um, so basically all of the energy that's needed for the machine is green energy completely. Um, so that's just an added bonus for um, the island. While Shoals is primarily a marine laboratory, we've got some aquatic ecology happening as well. Associate Director and freshwater enthusiast David Buck sat down to tell me about the early stages of a study on our very own Crystal Lake. David Buck, and I'm the Associate Director here at Shoals Marine Lab. I've been working here at the lab for, this is my second summer started in the uh, fall of 2017, and uh, prior to that I worked uh, in Portland, Maine at a small uh, nonprofit research group called Biodiversity Research Institute, and um, before then I was doing my master's and PhD research in interdisciplinary ecology at University of Florida. Awesome. So what drew you to Scholl's disposition? Sure. So I really liked the combination of the position that I'm in is a mix of sort of coordinating the academic programs and then also facilitating and coordinating all the research that happens on the island. So I really like that mix of academic and interacting with the faculty and students, but also um, coordinating the research and kind of getting my hands and feet and you know, everything sort of involved in the, the research program that's out here. There's a lot of really great um, 
work that's been done for many years, and there's lots of new research that's happening uh, this year and last year, so it's been a really exciting time to be at the lab. So you mentioned coordinating other people's research a lot, but I know you happen to work with freshwater, and that's kind of unusual on an island out in the Atlantic, so could you tell me a little bit about your work? Sure. So um, last summer, I uh, started a research project with the help of an undergraduate researcher named Emily Ray from University of New Hampshire. And uh, so Crystal Lake is a, a small, very small freshwater uh, body out here on Appledore Island. And you're right that it is kind of unique to have a freshwater body out here surrounded by the sea. Uh, so we really just started a baseline study last uh, summer. We had there had been no previous work that I could find on the on the system. There's been lots of sort of anecdotal evidence and conversations with former directors about um, the presence or absence of certain organisms, but no one had done any um, sort of focused assessment of the system. So last summer, we um, did some fairly traditional sort of physical and chemical and biological limnology, looking at nutrient concentrations, um, a lot of work with chlorophyll and phycocyanin, two different types of pigments that are produced by phytoplankton, did a lot of phytoplankton and zooplankton counting and uh, quantifying of the community structure. And, um, and then that work ultimately evolved into um, research that focused on cyanobacterial blooms, so harmful algal blooms that happen in that lake uh, towards the end of the summer. Um, so algal blooms are like a common problem that I've heard of back home, and I'm wondering what are the causes of them and if there's anything that's different in algal blooms in this small crystal lake versus larger sure. lakes? Sure. So um, one thing that we were able to document um, in sort of the quantifying of the phytoplankton and zooplankton communities in the system, it is it is actually relatively similar to what you might observe in other lakes in this region um, uh, that have cyanobacteria problems. So the, the bloom sort of starts as the water warms, and you can see this trajectory of increasing nutrient concentrations and increasing temperature, and ultimately the community becomes dominated by these cyanobacteria. Uh, the most abundant one that we observed towards the end of the summer was microcystis, and that particular species of um, cyanobacteria produces what's called microcystin, which is a, a neurotoxin um, that we were able to document in relatively high concentrations relative to um, other studies that have been conducted in freshwater lakes on the mainland. Take a navy shower in three simple steps. Step one, 
Turn the water on. Make sure you get your hair and body thoroughly wet. Step two, turn the water off. Lather your body and apply shampoo. Step three, turn the water back on. Take this time to rinse. Repeat for conditioner if necessary. And there you go. You've just saved dozens of gallons of water. It's that simple. Thank you for listening to Sea Sustainable. If you'd like to learn more about Shoals Marine Laboratory and how you can get involved, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, or go to shoalsmarinelaboratory.org for tons of cool information. Check out our upcoming episodes on the freshwater, saltwater, wastewater, and power systems on Appledore, and follow the work of the 2019 Sustainable Engineering interns. We hope that you'll tune in again, and if you have the chance, come out to Appledore. It's worth it.